0: The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Eric Franson, Ajay Salvison. Well, you just, like, flew in here, like...
2: On a gust of wind, I'm sitting there doing research. And I'm like, "Oh, it's four o'clock! Oh, it's four o'clock! <laughs> it's four o'clock!" And we uh, credit to you and to, of course, or the wonderful SID at Utah State, Doug Hoffman. We got an interview at four o'clock.
1: <laughs> yes, we do. And he's he's already dialed in and ready to go. It's uh, John Hartwell. He's the athletic director for Utah State University. He joins us now here in the full court press. Uh, John, thanks for your time today. Hey, John. Sure
0: thing, guys. How are you?
1: We're good. We're ready for the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, John, this has been a crazy two months um, and we're first uh, my first question for you because there's another school doing something like this today We're seeing this around the country where certain coaches and even athletic directors are taking uh, pay cuts or pay reductions. They're offering it voluntarily to help out with with their budgets and things like that. Has anything like that happened yet, or is it being discussed that it might happen at Utah State?
0: Yeah, we are, we are working on some, some different uh, scenarios that, that involve uh, compensation and, and primarily around um, incentive opportunities that, uh, that, that our coaches get uh, or have the ability to earn. And, uh, so, so there are some ongoing conversations on on that as as it relates to our entire, uh, budget. And, you know, one of the things that as we, you know, have, have been, uh, like you said, for about two months into the whole COVID-19, uh, clearly the, the financial aspects from, from our athletic department have, have been, uh, you know, a front burner, um, item of of a lot of my time a lot of uh some of our administrators time and our and our head coaches too just trying to to project exactly what this is going to do for us you know from a revenue perspective and you've got multiple facets that it impacts you know what's it going to do to season ticket sales, what's it going to do to philanthropic giving? Uh, what's it going to do to enrollment at the university that has a direct correlation on our uh, student fees? You know, what's it going to do uh, in the future as it relates to Mountain West Conference and, and NCAA uh, distri- distribution of money? So all, all of those things in there, but uh, kind of our overarching, guideline that we've tried to to do is to say okay we're we're going to try to protect three things and that would be our sports so you know as you've seen some examples around the country of people uh eliminating sports that that is not uh you know under consideration for us uh so sports scholarships and salaries or jobs, you know, are the, are the three things that we've, we've tried to, uh, protect and, and obviously not, you know, we want to maintain uh, full scholarships, uh, and, and all the sports that we sponsor and then, uh, trying to protect, uh, you know, folks employment too. And, uh, but, but we are looking at some concepts as it relates to, uh, you know, some potential budget savings from, from incentive pay um, for, for coaches and, and for myself as well.
2: Mr. Hartwell, uh, great news that came out of Utah State Athletics says is that 68 student athletes uh, were able to receive their degree. One of them was named a Victorian, had a 4.0 GPA while double majoring, no big deal there. And then you guys had a graduation success rate of 94%, uh, cumulative GPA of 324 70 student-athletes are now all-academic Mountain West honors, which is incredible. As When you guys and when your coaches are out recruiting, I would imagine that a lot of it, is, well, at least some of it, would be focused on, hey, look, you're not only going to be a great athlete under a, at a great university, but you're going to have a chance to get your degree at Utah State. You're going to be a successful student as well.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. The, the academic success, um, it is our pinnacle, and that, that's, uh, you know, the first thing that, uh, that we talk about. It's not always what gets the headlines, but it's uh, the first thing that we want to talk about. And, you know, like you mentioned, the 94% uh, graduation success rate and, and the young men and women who, uh, you know, who have graduated this May, uh, as, as with everything right now, a little different. Unfortunately, they don't get to walk across the stage and uh and be presented their diploma right now but they will get those uh diplomas and you know that's to me that's the greatest victory that any student athlete at at utah state can can attain is is getting that degree because at the end of the day um you know that that's going to be what what propels them uh to their successes you know for the rest of their life obviously the the um the athletic successes that they have and the experience is great. And, and they'll, they'll never forget those. Those will last a lifetime too, but the, the education, uh, and, and what opportunities it allows them to have going forward, you know, are, are their greatest accomplishment. And, you know, uh, the, the tribute at the end of the day, the work is is done by our student athletes and I commend them, um, for, for their hard work and dedication and being so successful in the classroom. But you've also got to give a lot of success or a lot of credit for the success to our coaches who emphasize academics uh, as well as to Justice Smith and, and his entire staff and our uh, academic support area. They, they do an outstanding job. you know. And again, the last two months have, have been uh, different and, and they've done most tutoring sessions and, and their check-ins with our student athletes, uh, virtually and, uh, you know, online and, and, you know, done a tremendous job in that. And and again, uh, that to me, that's, that's the number one success, you know, regardless of the Mountain West championships and all Americans and all of those things that are, that are wonderful. And, you know, we want to continue doing those, but the academic success is, uh, you know, first
1: and foremost. Uh, Again, we're talking to John Hartwell. He's the director of athletics for Utah State University. And, John, we've seen some university presidents, uh, some, uh, well, governors in other states, say that if if we are not having students on campus, we are not having sports. Uh, Have you had similar conversations with President Cockett, or what does that look like projected out right now for Utah State University?
0: Yeah, and and obviously those uh, conversations uh, continue every day, whether at the university level, Mountain West level, uh, you know, across our peers at, at other NCAA institutions, and I, I'm a, a glass half full guy. I'm I'm an eternal optimist, and and I think it it's probably going to look different, but I'm encouraged, especially with some of the things you see about breakthroughs and vaccines and uh more readily available testing and all of those things here over the course of the last week or so and, and hopefully that trend continues um and and we are are able to to have our sports uh, start uh either on time or, or close to on time come the fall so i think uh you know it, it's going to be different um but I think uh, the opportunity is there, and and you know, I think that uh, I think that sports are important for our society as a whole. I mean, obviously, uh, people getting back, you know, us uh, uh, getting people back to to jobs where where they have either lost or been laid off is of utmost importance to help jumpstart our economy. But I but I think the from, from a social aspect, uh, there's a huge void out there uh, with the lack of, of live sporting events. And, you know, as you see a handful of these come back, I was just reading something a little bit ago about, uh, and I may have this backwards, but I think it's uh, Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning are going to play uh, Phil Mickelson in uh, – and Tom Brady in a, in a golf match, that, that ought to be entertaining to say the least. But I, I I think, uh, I think folks, uh, all over are uh, clamoring for the return to to sports just as soon as we can.
1: How catastrophic would it be if you could have some college football games, but not any non-conference football games?
0: Yeah, I I think that would be a really tough situation. You know, I, I'll say right off the bat, and you know, as we've gone through a bunch of financial scenarios and, and looked at some budget cuts and things like that, uh, I'll tell you right off the bat: the, the game week three um, in Seattle against the University of Washington. I mean, that's that's a million and a half dollars for us if if that were to go away. Um, obviously, we'd have a huge hole there. So, I, I think it's important to <coughs> to play all of those games. Um, I do think you're going to see uh, the influence going forward uh, for some people to it, it be more regional in their scheduling opportunities. Um, but, you know, uh, again, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, we, we can play all the contests, all uh, 12 regular season football games and uh, hopefully a, a 13th for a Mountain West uh, championship game and a 14th for a bowl game uh, starting in September
2: do you feel like it would be suitable for at least a season to be able to start without fans?
0: I I think you could very well see a modified number of uh, of fans with some social distancing. Um, But, you know, and and we're talking about some of those scenarios right now. Uh, But, uh, you know, I, I think the fans are such an important aspect of the game, and, and you know, uh, probably first and foremost are the students of Utah State. Um, you know, they, they are heard as such a significant home field advantage for us, our home court advantage. And you know, uh, we're talking through scenarios right now from a from a social distancing uh, perspective. Uh, about what that would look like uh, with fans and and obviously uh, in football to to start, but then on even into our winter sports with uh, men's and women's basketball.
1: Have there been conversations with the Mountain West about potential staggered schedules? Uh, Maybe some conferences would start sooner than others or later than others, but still be able to have some semblance of a season, even if it doesn't start as we would traditionally expect it to
0: start? Not not so much because even within a you know even in individual conferences you've got schools in so many different states. I mean you know we have three California schools with uh, with San Jose, Fresno, and San Diego State all in our league. So um, folks are dealing you know there there's a different set of parameters and and restrictions as it relates to to our individual states, and so I, I do think you're going to have to see some uniformity uh to when people start maybe not from a conditioning perspective but in terms of number of practices and and games because again um if you did that on a conference basis it it would make sense in conference play but if you're playing you know out of conference and you know let's say let's go back to the example we were using about the university of washington and And let's say, you know, if they were able to play two games before they played us, but that was our first game, that would obviously be a a competitive disadvantage to us there. So I I think, uh, and, and, you know, the one thing that's been really good about this, and this is not just in collegiate athletics, but I think across our society is um, trying to manage the whole situation and, and deal with all the scenarios uh, there have been great lines of communication, like I said, you know, within our athletic department, within the university, within the Mountain West Conference, you know, other state uh, institutions here in Utah and across the NCA. So, um, you know, I, I'm still uh, very hopeful and very optimistic about a collaborative effort, and you know, which hopefully will lead to a, a somewhat of a of a uniform start time.
1: Well, these are unique times. It's unique situations, and I know there's a lot of different ideas that are being thrown around, um, and uh, all we can do really is just continue to wait to see how things are trending, but uh, we do appreciate you coming on and, and spending some time with us, at least illuminating what the discussions are going on up here at Utah State in our little corner of the world, so appreciate your time and appreciate the insight.
0: Sure thing, guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, I think we... Uh, Speak for us all, and uh, we we uh, will be very glad and hopeful here uh, within the next four months when uh, the Aggies are back on the various fields of play.
2: Absolutely, thanks, John. Appreciate you.
1: All right,
0: thanks, John. Thank you all
2: again, uh, John Hartwell, Director of Athletics for Utah State University. One point five million if they don't go to Seattle. Gee, wow. My goodness. Yeah, you, they need that money too. And it's not to say like they're they're. Then they're dire strait for money, but 1.5 million into university can go a extremely long ways to accomplishing things that you need to accomplish financially, and not related to football. Yeah, no. Oh heavens, no. heavens, no. Absolutely.
1: Like you're, there's you're, women's more to volleyball it. relies on that. Sure.
2: Now, I mean, big
1: money game for football. Yeah,
2: I mean, there's more to it, and and you know, President Noel Cockett and and Jerry Bovee and President Hartwell, uh, those guys, they they get the. I mean. They try to understand what's best for Utah State financially, especially with the athletic department and how they can help it. Um, but, again, $1.5 million can do so many things. And that's not even really that small of a university. You think, about, uh, you think about Weber State. You think about small universities, literally small universities, who are going to Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Michigan, the list goes on. Big-time colleges to not only get their butts kicked, but come home with a big time paycheck, and they don't get that. Right, that, they're in worse shape than Utah State that's is. True, that that
1: literally funds their athletic department.
2: And that's incredible. That's incredible. Uh, so big thanks to Doug Hoffman for the help in getting uh, Mr. Hartwell on, and thanks for uh, to Mr. Hartwell. Thanks to you, Eric, for reaching out and and putting that together. Uh, well,
1: it just we've seen. Uh, it seems like every couple of days, I see another report of a coach or coaching staff or an athletic director. Who's taking a ten percent pay cut or something like that, just to help keep the the athletic department solvent, so they can make you know their other payroll payments to uh, their staff um, and to try to you know weather the storm until things start to lighten up a little bit. Uh, there's a report that we talked about this the other day. Yeah, you know, UConn, you know, they're an independent. They are looking at contingency plans that you know what happens if schools or conferences. Uh, only play their conference games. What do they do? They're in a situation like BYU as an independent that we don't have conference games. And if they're going to use, if you were on somebody's schedule and they're going to clear that window for something else, are there going to be schools just left out? Yeah, that's... (laughs) But um, John said, he didn't really see that as happening. No. Uh, From conversations he's having, it doesn't look like that's... Probably in the cards. It seems more like it's got to be a universal standard
2: what he, for everybody. Well, he didn't completely <laughs> uh, say no to is maybe the season starting without fans. So you think about it: Thursday night versus Washington State as their season opener, and there's a chance that there will be no fans at the game. It will be, you know, uh, what do they call that? Essential is that is, essential, essential staff? Essential staff is is what it would be. That's that is strange. So strange. He, but it, at the same time, I mean, he understands the importance of Utah State Aggie Nation be there. He, he gets it more than anybody else. Look, the guy's not dumb. He understands what the herd does uh, at the Spectrum or at Maverick or in the way next center for a volleyball game. He gets it. But you also got to understand, like, we're in, as you said, like, just unique times. Well, if it's choosing between having a game with fans
1: uh, or not playing a game at all. You play the game without you play the fans, game without the and you fans. let the
2: fans watch the game on TV, and you just you deal and then with you,
1: it. Right, you, then you keep watching the, the, the trends and hope that the day comes sooner rather than later, where you can invite fans, but you, your schedule still happens, the games are still played.
2: Yeah, that's, that's about as well, to put it, as you possibly can. I just, man, you just hope, 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 hope that we, we get to a situation where, A, football can start on time, B, fans will be able to attend games, And three, we can get past this and we'll get back to some normalcy. I'd say two out of those three things are likely to not happen.
1: Right. Interesting perspectives from uh, John Hartwell. Um, And, oh, you know what? I didn't ask him about
2: a point of no return.
1: I don't think, for football, I think that's a little bit further down the line.
2: Yeah, I I, I think, you. and you said this two weeks ago, and I'm actually kind of starting to stand on the same same log as you, uh, that... You, I mean, we're in May. We're, in, we're at May 8th for crying out loud. Let's, let's get to June. Like, here, here's my thing. Like, we, everybody in March pegged as May 1st as a date. I'm actually pegging June 1st as a date. If we don't see improvements starting June 1st, then we need to start talking about worries and concerns because that's, that's when we're starting to like, look at the panic button and maybe putting our finger over it. All right. So more to discuss here in the full court press. A couple other things we want to get into.
1: Um, what if fans can't go to games? What are some things that these arenas or these teams can do to make it interesting without fans? Uh, there's some interesting things going on in Korea right now with their baseball league. Uh, we'll look at that. Uh, there's uh, the, the Last Dance, episodes 7 and 8, are going to be going on this weekend. We'll look at some of the things we might see in those. And there was uh, uh, some conversations being had in the NBA uh, with their plays association and Adam Silver uh, looking at kind of the timeline to resume things, uh, resume some kind of game schedule in the NBA as well. We'll discuss that coming up here on the Full Court Press.
3: This is Bruce Rigby, president of Cash Valley Bank. During this unprecedented time, the government has established the Paycheck Protection Program in order to help small businesses. During the first round of the program, Cash Valley Bank acted swiftly to successfully assist eligible businesses. As we prepare for the second round of funding, we encourage...
1: Eric France and Aj Salveson, It's good to have John Hartwell join us. That w- that he, came together like
2: last second. Yeah, that was okay. So credit to you for reaching out. Credit to Doug Hoffman for helping out, and then credit to Mr. Hartwell for hopping on. So uh, you three together, tag it, team. It didn't did. look
1: like it was going to happen today, and then all of a sudden, hey,
2: he's available. Can you do it?
1: Oh, yes. Yep. We will move things around. He's
2: he's a very 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 busy we'll guy. We'll he, he and I he sounds tired. Like that, you can tell that's a, that's an athletic director who is working hard because he cares, cares about Utah State, cares about the university, cares about, um, you know, every freaking time. <laughs> I swear to life. Uh, you, need, car- you need
1: to take that. just a big <laughs> shot over there. I,
2: I'll talk to my agent after. He knows oh, I'm okay. on the show. Oh, okay. uh, but he did. But he does. He cares, and you could just tell. It just almost seems like he's just. You know he's working really hard, and I think he might be running on fumes at this point. But he's doing it for for the Aggie Nation. Again, we appreciate him for hopping on.
1: Well, the the, the way the university is at right now, I mean, there there hasn't been a real significant financial impact just yet. Uh, certainly, the the money that they were hoping to come from the NCAA tournament didn't happen, and that is a bit of that does affect the budget. But considering what might happen in the fall, and if football doesn't happen. That's when it really gets disconcerting uh, for for those that are watching those numbers and trying to figure out so, what happens with the whole athletic department. Yeah,
2: I'm with you. I I think football's going to happen. I I'm I almost impossible. I just think there's too big of a financial hit if football doesn't happen. Even if it's just conference games, I think there's a I think if you don't have them there's going to be another you know, another financial hit to it. So
1: Yeah, but you don't play them just cuz you
2: want to play them. You only can play them if it's if it's safe to be played. Sure, sure, but I I think when when we get there, I think it will, will be all right. Um, the question again when we go back to the you know the three big questions: Will there be fans? Will we start on time? And will non conference games be played? And uh, I <laughs> hate to be a but if I was a guest man, I go no, no, and then no. Um, and that's that's the biggest concern. Again, one point five million if you don't go to Seattle, Washington to play the huskies or if you're not available to be able to do so. And so um it matters. and and really, and it's just more than a money situation. You, you know that coach Gary Anderson, and his team wants want to compete again compete against the best. They want a shot at the Washington huskies. They want to go out there, and you know, these kids want to go perform on the big stage in front of a power five team. Uh, a team that's been very successful against a coach who is one of the best in the country. Uh, and he's been consistently good for a long, long. I guess it was Chris Peterson, huh? It's not yeah, anymore. He backed out. That's he's, right. He's, he, yeah, they've moved on. Never mind. Okay, so Chris was there. Yep. But,
0: uh, yeah,
2: it's 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 more about money. It's about the kids too. It's about the coaches, the players, and the opportunity. But one point five million does speak pretty loudly too. Uh, still just a lot of unknowns. We—that's the thing. Eric, that's, you, you said this word over and over and over and exasperate. over and over and over again. And, like since March, it's just fluid. Like everything is changing by the day, everything is changing by the week, everything is well, I'd say changing by the month, but the year continues to get worse, so I'm not really sure about that, but uh you know we, again, we just take it one day at a time, we hope for the best. we do uh by the way, so the last couple of weeks, things have been pretty good
1: in northern Utah let's keep it that way. Box elder cash, and uh, certainly haven't been any reported cases in rich county
2: good let's 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 keep it that way but
1: it's, that's what I'm going to say oh shoot. Or the two-week period of time, there's maybe been six cases. Because we didn't have a case reported, then go four days without anything, and then have two cases and go four days, five days without anything. Well, today there were six cases reported. What? So be just because things are relaxing a little bit doesn't give you license to be stupid. So we still have to be careful. Yeah, it's great that things are opening up and... Uh, I sat down at a restaurant for the first time in two months today to have lunch. Oh, that nice. was kind of cool. Where'd um, you go? Uh, Not allowed to say? No, it was. Uh, now I can't think of the name. It was the Kabuki. The what? Kabuki. Had some sushi
2: It's Kabuki. Kabuki?
1: Yeah, Kabuki Steakhouse.
2: I've never heard of it. What? Yeah, yeah, I've what never heard about? of Kabuki. I've what heard of Fazuki's. Anyway,
1: so we. You still have to be careful, all right? I get it. The other thing, but what's encouraging too is the the numbers that have come out from the Bear River Health Department is that there have been 70 total cases during this whole thing that have been reported since they started keeping track of this. But there've also been 53 people who have recovered. So there are only 17 active cases in all of Box Elder and Cash and um, Rich counties. So not very many people currently have COVID-19. Um, but we still have to be careful. Still do the social distancing thing. Let's make sure we're out of the woods. We don't need a big flare-up here in our neck of the woods. Uh, so, Aj, this hey. question about games being played without fans yeah I think is a very real scenario that's going to happen. Uh, Major League Baseball looks like they're putting a plan together that uh, may be revealed as early as next week, potentially. Uh, NBA is looking at it in games not being played in traditional NBA arenas because the, the governor of Oregon has already said that that wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be allowed. Um, but uh, locating to some neutral site where everybody could locate and have this bubble around them, so to speak, and play out the rest of the regular season and see where we're at there and then go into the playoffs. But what what do the what do you do for these arenas to make it interesting if there are not fans there? Uh, or do you just have a big empty arena and it's just quiet and you can hear the players and coaches so, calling out plays? Okay, and so
2: we, we okay so hear all the trash talk? There's Two ways yeah, okay, so there's actually two ways to look at this that we need to dissect, Eric. One is how do you make it entertain how do you make it entertaining without fans? Who are we trying to entertain though? Who are you entertaining? The viewing audience. Okay, but they're watching the game on TV. So, so we—I mean, you're just watching the basketball you want. And that's how it's entertaining. But what you really need to be asking, Eric, is how do you, <laughs> how do you take out? all the profanity that you could and you probably will hear during your game. Kay. They probably have to be on a delay. Look, I've... I don't know that you could do a live sporting event. i got to be really careful how I, I phrase this, but I have sat very close during Utah State basketball games, like right, and I say very close, right next to Craig Smith, and there are some times when uh, a player will take a transition, unnecessary three, and miss it badly, and then there's a dead ball, and then you hear that uh, Coach Smith have a very uh, animated discussion with that player for taking such a bad shot and you can hear all the words coming out of his mouth uh and so like if that were the case like i mean cuz you know there's effects mics right there's going to need to be a delay but i would it would it be more entertaining not to have the delay and just keep it going wouldn't it be <laughs> you
1: you couldn't do it over traditional networks you had to do it on a cable or uh, or a subscription service where you Agree that, yeah, I'm I'm
2: okay being subject to this kind of language. Oh, so, okay, so 6136 texted in, do what the Korean Baseball League does and pump in pumping crowd audio over TV. Yeah, so that was going to be my next question.
1: Do you do you play crowd noise? And but, do you, like, make it louder? Okay, What if you're,
2: like, the designated home team for certain reasons? So, I mean, okay, so let me ask 6136, and, and you too, Eric, would you rather hear fake crowd noise, or would you rather hear the trash talk on the field in the court? I'd rather hear the trash talk. I'd rather hear the whole thing. like I'd rather hear players screaming at each other and you know, cracking jokes or whatever. I just I'd rather hear the conversations than hear fake crowd noise.
1: So on the last dance, they were showing the uh, dream team that that famous scrimmage, uh, where the Monte Carlo yeah, and uh, they
2: were showing clips of it. You could hear. Magic oh, yeah. Johnson yeah. talking trash all the time. That's a game that should have been on TV.
1: Oh my word!
2: That's that's a game that should that is a shame that that 1992 audience didn't get to see it. By the way, six one three six accident said, yeah, raw audio all day. I'm with him. Like, look, if you want to make it entertaining, Eric, you don't edit anything. You keep it as it is. Uh, Let them at it, man.
1: Yeah, but Aj, there's things that will be said that are not for younger ears.
2: Okay, so you explained to your kid that there might be things said. and that, That's hey- why I
1: appreciate that ESPN 2, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm disapproved. No, no, go ahead. But go I ahead. appreciate that ESPN has its totally unfiltered version, and they have a... a, a it's, it's the same show, but they've covered over or they've bleeped out some of the language. Yeah. Because I'm... I'm watching it, but I'm watching it in my home where there's other kids around. Not around, yeah. So I appreciate that I have that other option. Okay.
2: No, okay. That's, actually, that's actually a great point. That's so a good I don't wanna, I mean, it, Maybe you split you it. Watching the
1: game, hearing everything as it happens, it may be entertaining, yes, but... <laughs> I, I don't, what you did don't, he just okay. say, Dad? <laughs> well,
2: son... <laughs> what... what? Um. So, maybe that's what you do. On ESPN, you have the raw version, and on ESPN2, you have the edited version. Or maybe on Disney, you have the edited version, and on ESPN, you have the raw version. And you just say, All right, uh, my kids are in the house. I'm going to watch the Disney version. So, you know, we have no issues. And if you really want to, you're sitting in there with a bottle of uh, scotch, and you're just, you know, hanging back with a, a banana, and you want to watch the raw version, do it.
1: Maybe it's a a live raw version, and then you have a tape delayed version. Yeah,
2: I'm just telling you though. I'm just, I'm going to tell you, there will be a lot more viewership for the raw version than there will be the tape delay. A lot, and it won't even be close. Now fans will complain and say, "Why am I kicking?" No, you have an option. So pick. You know, you get a pick. But yeah, I like it. And and again, I want to hear because it just brings in so much emotion. It brings in, I mean, when you, the crowd brings in the emotion, I feel like. When, when Sam Merrill hits a big three and the crowd goes nuts, the emotion comes from the crowd, not from Sam. Sam just jogs to the other side of the court and doesn't do anything. The crowd explodes. So if there's no crowd, I want to hear the raw, the rawness of the reaction from players and coaches and bench.
1: Right. And that's all you'd get. Uh, one of the other things that the Korean Baseball League is doing, they have robots in the stands. Wait, what? I didn't know this. Yeah, they have, they're using robots to do different things. They have cheerleaders strategically placed, social distanced, of course. Um, wait, they have, okay, wait, it's,
2: it's, sorry, I'm sorry. They so- put cardboard <laughs> cutouts of people in chairs? No, 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 hold on, time out. Explain robots. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what, like, it, was like it was like a metal, like, tin robot, and it's like, way to go. You <laughs> just hit a home run. I am so proud. Of- I mean, what? I want to know how a robot in the stand. I mean, what? What if the baseball well, hit from hits the head of the robot?
1: So the the Eagles, the Hanwha Eagles.
2: Oh yeah, my favorite. Great baseball that team. One of your teams? Yeah. Okay.
1: So Fantastic they allow team. fans to control a robot that's sitting in the seat.
2: <laughs> okay, keep going. This is this is getting good.
1: So it's um. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it gives an opportunity for for fans to uh, you know do something a little bit different
2: to control. So okay, but I mean I'm, I'm sure the robot is limited to doing things yeah, like yes, it,
1: it's just sitting there. I think it could just move its head back and forth.
2: That's okay. I don't know. I don't know if I'm up for this. Uh, by the way, you
1: can like you take a picture like your face can go on. There's like a little screen where its face would be, the robot's face would be.
2: One six zero three just texted. I want a robot to cheer for you during your radio show, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, go. girl Aj. You are always right. Uh so wow, it's been something that they've been they implemented a few years ago. Actually, what did, did they were they just not getting fans and so they decided no? They
1: have a full in? arena. They just have a designated section and they can. Do different times of the day of the game you get like a control of a robot so you can bring more people into the game and interact then the tickets are available
2: okay so then here's They've my been c- doing this but for a then they got to make the robot be able to do things like look if the robot catches a foul ball I want the robot to chuck the ball back onto the field okay
1: so I just watched a little video actually you can control their arms like if there's a wave going on in the crowd the arms will go up and come back down <laughs> <laughs> which if it's a if it's an arena full of robots that may not really be that exciting
2: would you I want like, okay. I mean, but the, if these are robots, I want the robots to do the wave, okay. I want the robots to do the uh, what is it, the uh, the chop or whatever. You know, you know. Like, if we got robots in there, they got to be more productive than be able to move their head left and right, up and down.
1: Uh, the Rakuten uh,
2: monkeys—they're they also doing that. Lately. They look like mannequins. Yeah, they've been on a roll lately. Been proud of them. <laughs> yeah. Wait, sure. they've been doing what? Uh they have their their robots
1: look like mannequins and they put like jerseys on them or different clothes.
2: I got to google this. This is not un- this this yes. can't be true. There's no way that they have robots in the stands. Uh Yep, wow. What do you know? Right there first thing that popped up. Oh my gosh, it looks like Freddy Krueger. So wait, do they just post like like pictures of their faces onto the robots? This is nuts. This is almost just this is, okay, see, this is the problem with the freaking world. This looks like world. an, an okay? episode of we, yeah. Black Mirror. Yeah, here's the problem. Okay, this is like Aliens Part 3. And you know what? People are like, oh, yeah, we got robots in the stands. Guess what? Nine months ago before COVID-19 hit us, we were all terrified of robots. And now we want robots to take over for us during a baseball game. Because we know these robots will behave. They're not going to chuck a cheeseburger onto the court. They aren't going to throw the baseball back on the field. They aren't gonna say anything derogatory. They're gonna behave. They're gonna take over we're not gonna sell tickets to fans. We are gonna allow robots to be the fans for us. This is this is terrifying. Like they have pictures of people on here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but you know what?
1: Maybe that's your way to be there and look like you're part of the action, a view that's different and unique. It's a constant live stream of what you're seeing. Move its head back and forth to change your field of view. Different than what you'd see on TV with the designated cameras from the, uh, from the production. This just looks terrifying
2: to me. There is nothing that makes me say that this is, looks just so happy, go lucky. Mm-hmm. Have you been watching the Korean baseball stuff? Have you been te- – I, I haven't really watched no, a whole lot. I've,
1: not really. I'll be honest, I haven't.
2: I've been watching the Eagles a couple of times, and uh, they're on – like I said, they're, they're doing pretty well. Um, I've pegged them as my team. I know someone – a lot of people – the Dinos have become a popular team in America, but uh, I'm an Eagles guy. I I got to see that, though. I got to see – but again, like going circle of life back to the start of the conversation, I want raw audio. As 6136 said. I want the raw audio. And by the way, that'd be so fun <laughs> for, like, for example, like the Utah State marketing team who makes incredible videos. Tyler Knowles is one of the most talented people in the country in Division One when it comes to making videos. But I'd love to see some of the videos he can make with no audience <laughs> and, and just catch some of the things being said. I'm sure there's a lot of things you'd have to filter out, but he could keep, like, the unedited videos and then release them for a ton of money. One day when he retires, (laughs) dude, I'd, I'd pay for one of those too, just to get like the uncut unseen raw footage in 20 years of the 2019, 20 men's basketball team mic'd up. Oh my gosh. I would do anything for that. (laughs) Anything. What, what, what else can an arena do uh, Uh, to make it interesting? you, You know what you could do?
1: Or the broadcast could do to make it interesting when there's no fans.
2: This sounds creepy, but we're already past that since we have robots in the stands. What if you were able to say, hey, would you like to be on national television? We're going to put a camera in your house, and when we do a kiss cam, you're going to pop up. And you just give each other a little smooch. And you do it in like 15 homes as part of a commercial break. Oh, man. I should be the marketing director. Or timeout. I should be the marketing director. Yeah, yeah. Or during timeouts. You just, you end up, you just film, you know, 15 homes doing the kiss camera or whatever, and you can do it pre-recorded. Oh, man. Oh, and and then- You get those big banners, mm -hmm. string them across a bunch of chairs. Okay, so here's another thing, okay? Bear with me. Cheerleaders the dancers do their dances pre-recorded, maybe like at another building, and you show the dances- huh yeah okay um and then what else uh you could do all like talents balancing acts and stuff maybe oh oh here you go okay okay i got you home recorded stunt videos that then air during timeouts or commercial <laughs> breaks get tyler Knowles to go out there and film all these home, like people doing stunt things and then during commercial breaks, bam! You know, here's someone riding a Fisher Price bike off of a school onto a trampoline. Dude, dude, you could get so creative, it'd be awesome. I mentioned that because I did it once. Um, but you could get so creative doing those kind of things. That'd be awesome. Oh, this is fun. Uh well, I mean, what about you, Eric? You got anything? No. What? You, oh, you've used them up. Maybe, maybe, up. maybe, maybe you do a quick tailgate recipe show. Okay? 30 seconds. Show me a tailgate recipe. It's brats and cheese. Whatever, you know, you're spicing it up. You decorate the brat. Bam! That's your brat. This is your food tailgating thing. brought to you by. Bam!
1: Okay, but you're talking about all things that can be done during breaks. Like, the...
2: What no 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 no, no can no, be no, done no, no. to
1: enhance like the viewer experience while the game is happening even though you can't the... have okay, bodies okay. in the stands?
2: Okay, when they do the split screen, right? They do the split screen. You know, during uh, like, you know like uh, who wants to see someone shoot free throws in the first quarter? Nobody. So then you go to split screen, bam, stunt video, bam, recipe cooking video, bam, dancers. Okay. Cause, do I mean, or would you would you rather see a punt, okay, in like uh, that ends up being a touchback, or a guy doing a triple double backflip gator into a swimming pool off the top of his house? Wait, with gators in the swimming pool? No, 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 no. A gator is like a a reverse uh backflip but frontwards. I could do it off the table right now if you want me to. I just need you to catch me because I don't want to run to that file cabinet over there. <laughs> But I, but yeah. See, during you do split cams. I like it. Could be interesting. Hey, by the way, did I tell
1: robots you robots would I, be expensive? Did
2: I tell you? Yes. See, that's the thing. Especially if you're going to fill expensive. a whole uh, section or of, of Bingo. an arena. Yeah, and if kareem has got the money, congratulations to them. More power to them. But if you can generate, because come on, you're going to tell me that people turn in like thousands and thousands of people turn in videos. To see if their video ends up on TV during a split screen of a game? Oh, dude, you're going to get viewership up just crazy. It's going to skyrocket. Hey, really quickly, did I tell you that a couple of friends of mine are inventing a game called Moonball? Have we talked about this yet? Moonball?
1: Yeah. Yes. I don't remember the details, but I remember
2: that you've said something about Moonball. You play with the moon rock. So it's, hey, give me the rock. Give me the rock. I mean, dunks would be incredible. Swats would be – I mean, you want to talk about edge of your seat competition. When you shoot a three, it's slowly going up. I mean, it takes two hours to find out if the game-winning three is going to go in. But it is edge of your seat riveting stuff. I'm thinking about this during COVID-19. I've had some time. (laughs) All right, let's take a
1: step aside and step aside from this uh, this topic as well. Uh, On the other side, we'll discuss my
2: ideas, aren't you?
1: I've got more, man. (laughs) Some of the discussions are happening in the NBA, (laughs) uh, the NFL. The NFL schedule was released fully last night. Look at some of the juicy matchups. I'm
2: thinking about doing like a like maybe an animal, uh, like a a celebrity death match. (gasps) We could bring celebrity death match back, like the MTV one that the clay things fight, the clay people. There's a reason why that went
1: away. Let's discuss more coming up on the Full Court Press.
4: <laughs> Elements Restaurant will continue to serve you with all new fresh-made meal kits for four. Follow Elements on Facebook or Instagram.
2: Eric Franz and Aj Salveson. Hey, did I tell you? So our conversation from the Taysom Hill situation... Might have exploded into next morning because I woke up with like 21 new notifications on my Twitter account.
1: Well, deservedly so. You were making
2: terrible arguments. And I appreciated that other people were like sharing information
1: that backed up my arguments.
2: Uh, So, uh, let me start off by saying- on the fly, I wasn't doing the research. Because you knew I was right. No. Okay. Let me me start off with saying first, I'm grateful for all our listeners because I had no idea. Like, we have a ton of listeners. And then two, I'm grateful for how passionate you are about Aggie sports, which is amazing, which makes Utah State Aggie Nation the greatest in the country based on passion alone. And three.
1: I still think I was right. What? Sorry, I couldn't hear you. I, I still think I was right. It's, it's hard to hear what you – what? I <laughs> you to boost your microphone? You have to speak up loud and clear.
2: I still think- You're just breathing into the microphone (laughs) at this point. Uh, No, but I appreciate it. It, it, It's been a blast. And so uh, thanks to our listeners. It's a
1: great reminder how much of a beast Bobby Wagner is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. He's, but we're not doing this again today.
1: Look, I'm just, he's a Super Bowl champion. I get it. I get it. Six-time Pro Bowler. Five times first-team All-Pro. That's incredible. Second team All Pro once. He hey, was the All Rookie
2: Team was he like a like okay he tackles at, leader in the NFL twice coming out of high school? Oh no, coming out of yeah high school he was like a three star or four star. What was he like a three star player? And Gary uh, Anderson recruited him. Definitely was
1: not a four star. Utah State does not get four star recruits.
2: So he's like a two or three star. Gary Anderson gets him over to Utah State, and he becomes this absolute monster. Is he the greatest defensive player we ever had come out of Utah State?
1: Ooh, that's a really interesting question. And include, Merlin Olson was a defensive exactly. player. Exactly. So I was
2: going to say include the NFL career. And I know Wagner isn't done yet, no. but what he's done has it surpassed Merlin Olson? Uh, at this point,
1: I'd say no. No. Okay. I mean, Merlin was a surefire Hall of Famer. Bobby's on track to be a Hall of Famer.
2: Oh yeah.
1: Taysom Hill is just a backup.
2: Okay. Taysom Hill will be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> in, your, in your hallway? Your hallway <laughs> of fame? And Bobby Wadger is going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think Taysom Hill could join him. <laughs> Sincerely, Ben Criddle. <laughs> hey, uh,
1: so there's. we heard that there was going to be this conversation with Adam Silver and uh, the NBA Players Association – To discuss options, Uh, some teams are starting to open up their facilities this week. Some are more opening up uh, next week. Um, But there's still no timetable for what's going on in the NBA. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting on this earlier today and this conference call that took place.
3: This was a union-scheduled call. They invited Adam Silver to come on, talk to the players directly. I know there are a lot of executives in the league, general managers, uh, who like the idea of Adam Silver talking directly to their players. They feel like the players need to hear from him. This is going to be a and a This is going to be a chance for players uh, who might not otherwise have access to Adam Silver uh, to be able to ask questions in a forum. Uh, I don't expect there's going to be any revelations uh, on the call with Adam Silver.
1: And here's one of the reasons why. The, uh, we're not expected to hear any revelations. Adam uh, why did not do that? That was always fun when it does that. Uh, again, here's maybe why we won't hear any revelations on the call.
3: Adam Silver does a lot of these calls with his owners, with different committees, with his general managers. And he has been very limited in what he has shared about contingencies, plans, you know, he's kept that very close within his inner circle in the league office.
1: Don't count on anything just yet. But they're still looking over some things. Uh, Andre, you came across something. You think that
2: they're moving closer towards a neutral site venue? Yeah, if so In fact, they do resume. There's a chance that Disney World could be actually taking the NBA and hosting it uh, for the NBA teams if they can't get – uh, you know, in state approval from local and state governments to be able to uh, uh, allow them to play basketball games at their home places. So but yeah,
1: well, and there's also some new information today that uh, teams are finding out that their if they do tests of their players and their staff, it wouldn't take away from critical needs in their communities. So those are some other encouraging. Well, I know
2: Magic's one of them, right? If I'm not mistaken, yes. they yes. got the approval. Mm-hmm. Good for them, and that's awesome. Like. I know Adrian Wilson yesterday, excuse me, reported yesterday that was the biggest issue Is if we use all these tests, are there going to be enough for healthcare workers, doctors, and nurses for the essential working staff who are doing such great work for the country?
1: Right. So their ability to test even asymptomatic players is really important for their ability to start moving forward.
2: Absolutely. Uh,
1: the other thing, too, at A.J., last night, the full NFL schedule released. Mm. Um. We don't really have a lot of time to dive into it, but uh, some there are some juicy matchups.
2: There are, well, I, and there's a few of them that I really like. One of them, of course, is the Buccaneers and Saints, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Week 1, Sunday afternoon, yummy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Texans and Chiefs, again, uh, this is a... That, Houston Texans are a team that's always knocking on the door, but their coach is always shutting the door on his own bat football team. And uh, he did that in the playoffs versus the Chiefs. Uh, if... If they can get a great coach, not a Billy O'Brien guy, but actually a good coach, they're a Super Bowl contender. Problem is, is Billy O'Brien keeps costing him, uh, costing his team's wins. Another one is uh, anything that the uh, – sorry, I just lost it here. My goodness. Uh, the Of course, Chiefs, Buccaneers, Saints, and Texans, and of course the Ravens, Ravens and Texans. Uh, that'll be another juicy matchup. A lot of good games coming up.
1: Yeah, uh, uh, there's – a couple of games slated for primetime that don't really make sense. Oh, well, that happens every year. It, ha- it, happens. it happens every year, man. I don't know if they're just trying to roll the dice that hopefully something magical happens in the meantime and somebody comes along when it's unexpected. But uh, seems like missed opportunity. Well, hey,
2: by the way, the, the Lions and the Redskins are the only two teams in the NFL that did not get a primetime game this year. The last two teams that it happened to – ended up making the playoffs. So, be
1: aware. Chew on that. Uh, There's also an interesting piece on ESPN by uh, Rob Domovsky about Jordan Love. Jordan Love's transformation from Sticks to Packers' future QB. Sticks is kind of in quotes, as if that was his nickname. Um, But um, anyway, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more uh, early next week as uh, more of that information is, uh, is is revealed. Uh, hopefully we have more details about the NBA or potential NBA, uh, Major League Baseball uh, seasons resuming this in some form or fashion. Again, these leagues continue to be data-driven, not date-driven. They want to look at uh, what are the options in these various op- places where they could resume. So they'll continue to monitor that very closely. Uh, also, episodes 7 and 8 this was uh, I can't weekend, wait. Or the last dance. It's been really interesting.
2: Yeah, I can't wait for that.
1: So anyway, we'll recap it all on Monday. Have a great weekend, Monday everybody. I'm Dan Patrick,
4: and this is Above the Noise. The NFL went ahead with its full schedule release last night. The Texans and Chiefs are set to kick things off on Thursday, September 10th. But before you waste too many brain cells trying to analyze the schedules, just keep in mind that things can change and do change from year to year. They also change from spring to the fall. Last year at this time, we were talking about Andrew Luck with the Colts Antonio Brown with the Raiders. This year, the risk of injury is even greater since the offseason workouts have been disrupted. There's also the reality of the coronavirus. The NFL actually didn't appear to schedule around the pandemic too much. But Commissioner Roger Goodell did acknowledge that they were prepared to be flexible. None of that means we can't enjoy this as football fans, and we should. But when you went through your team's schedule last night and wrote down 10 wins, hopefully you wrote it down in pencil, not pen, because... A whole lot will probably change in the coming months. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.